to another episode of Cinema Wheeler Tay. It's Sean, Tony, and Scott as usual. Hello. Hello. Good hey. morning. Good hey. afternoon. Good day. <laughs> we covered all the bases. Ooh, that was a yes. good radio voice, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. And we have a very special returning guest. I've oh actually God. lost count of how many times. <laughs> I believe she's a six-timer now? Six-timer? Six I don't know. Five, six? She, she I was, beat everybody. We she have has. the Hugh Hefner robe out. She's <laughs> our first guest ever. Yeah, very first guest. Uh, oh, yeah. Was it? Return to Oz. Return to Oz, yeah. It's a great one. So we're going full circle. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, Sarah Booker Greer, in case Hello. people yeah. are wondering. <laughs> Yeah, Boosh. Sarah Booker Greer Boosh. Nobody knows what my name is. Yeah. No. I, I, I've known by like 15 different names, and I'm okay with that. I remember on the Return to Oz podcast, you actually called Sean out for pronouncing my name incorrectly, remember? Oh, did yeah. I? Because he said Sako or something, and you're, and you're like, I think it's Sack. <laughs> oh, I, I just was like too like, polite to just like call him out, because I'm like, we're no. recording. This is live. It's wow. not the first or the last time I've been corrected Sean, I'm sorry, because I can't pronounce anything. I can't either. Honestly, what's fair that Sean was on a first name basis with Tony right off the bat? Yeah, it was just Tony, so you know, the Saco is irrelevant. Was that 2016? How long have you guys been doing this podcast? 2015, Uh, yeah, 2015. It was like three and a half years, I think it was September. Yowzas, yeah, we recorded it and then babies, yeah, we were just youngins. Wow, okay, yeah, you were among the very first episodes we cut, so yeah, that was like me and and Josh Greenwald, right. Yeah, Josh was up there, and so was Joe Teeters, I think was another. Oh, yeah, we did. It's Brendan life, was for a while. Yeah, we yeah. did a couple yeah. with Brendan, and yeah. we've done a bunch with Phil. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, we did a couple with Phil, and uh, Andrew Johnson cut two oh, in, one, so <laughs> in one day yeah. recently. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. That's a little inside baseball for that you. Is, that's <laughs> that's a peek behind the curtain, <laughs> Peek behind how we make the bread, right? We're going to go into all the minutiae of the podcast. Right? Yeah, well, the wow, podcast. I can't believe we've been doing it that long. Yeah, yeah. we have. Yeah, what's 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 staying on about our own podcast? <laughs> wow, about how great it is. <laughs> this podcast is just about the podcast. It's right. a very uh, meta. This is a great. Uh, this is a special episode, though. I, I, are they I, all? They all are. Special I've been episodes. asking for this one for a long time, and I yeah. said I would be very offended if I was not here I talking about this movie. I made the decision to do the movie this year. And then I said, there's only one person I can ask about that, That's which would be. Right. Uh, and honestly, there were contenders. I'm there sure. There were people. Who? Oh, I think people. I won't Mark, mention their I would names. say Mark Hale would be. Mark, Mark Hale, Hale would be the one, yeah. One. Honorable uh, mention. Has he Mark. ever been on the podcast? Never guessed no. Mark Hale. We're accrediting this We're not really evening uh, it out. Yeah. we love you. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm not in a I'm just a guest. Him, so I, I, you know, some of us do have close yeah, Mark, Sarah had nothing to do with this. I'm just the girl. I just know, know I don't he loves even have name rights to yeah. yes. <laughs> You're just here. You're like, uh, you're like the, the lady you're the in female all the morning boy. television shows. Yes, I'm the, the, I'm the Kelly Ripa yeah. of the Cinema Wheeler thing. You're the Kathy Lee Gifford. No, I'm the Kelly Ripa. As you know, Michael Strahan's got his own. Never mind. I don't even want to go down that road. I'm the Oprah. Whoa, I went into a deep dive into Michael Strahan's show. The other day with michael and sarah or? straight hand yeah sarah. because sarah you guys know i love the view for anybody that doesn't know i love the view i watch it every day um sarah haynes used to be a co-host on the view and then she went over they called it gma day the chew which i really loved got cut um they canceled it last year and then they replaced it with a third hour of the today or the good morning america but good morning america goes from 
eight in the morning and then the view comes on at 11 mm-hmm. then they have a noon break for news and then they were going to come on with another hour of good morning america which doesn't no make too a much g- america so it was called gma day and now they have rebranded it as gma strahan and sarah and i don't think they're doing well in ratings because it's less ratings than the chew and they keep coming on the view to get people to watch it which bums me out i love sarah haynes mm-hmm so I don't know. I went on a deep dive. I had too much time on my hands, and that's what we know. Um, this yes. has been Sarah's take on um, <laughs> Sarah's take on Strahan. Strahan there, I have two things to add to that because oh, okay. we're on yeah. the topic. Number one, I've never liked Michael Strahan. I think he's overrated. He's no Regis. Let's put it that well, way. and the Kelly Ripa thing was very weird. That whole yeah, like that was when terrible. he yeah, and she is a badass. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm the Kelly Ripa. Exactly. For <laughs> the Michael Strahan's. <laughs> oh no. Shaw could be Regis. I'll be Michael Strahan. And, and the second thing I is, love I weirdly like The View. And that's why is that weird? Goldberg. That's the only reason I watch because I, I kind of like. Whoopi's she's the take best. On she's she's a really cool person. She's so. such like a good neutral. She's been recovering from pneumonia, so she oh, hasn't been on for a while. I oh. hope so too. She was supposed to present at the Oscars tomorrow, but oh. I also love Joy Behar. Joy Behar yeah. said that yesterday on the show that she got started with her career when she was thirty nine. Mm-hmm. Wow. I thought that was very inspiring. That's very that cool. is very I'm inspiring. And I was so like, that's... you know what? You can like, there's no, you yeah. can do whatever you want when Absolutely. you want to do it. You I mean, think do about it. Julia Child. She didn't start doing her cooking until she was probably in her forties. Forties, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, a lot of great people started late. John Mahoney, thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. dead now, but you know, nonetheless. I mean, Donald Trump didn't become president until he was like You're seventy. Right. <laughs> he really is a spring chicken. That's the scary part. <laughs> 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 no one Sing knew it. about him. Oh, yikes! Oh, yikes! Anyways, um, oh, we yeah. go off on lots of tangents. Yeah, like whenever yeah. I'm here, no, it's fine. We have editing for. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. We can always edit too. But I'm not. I'm Am not I gonna. too loud? No, no, you're okay. good. Uh, so anyway, I love talking into a mic. The main reason we all gathered Especially together when it's was not for Australian or the Donald Trump. It was for a very different group of men. Yeah, exactly, a different group of men. A better group of men. It's an important movie for me. It's a really important movie. Me for too. Me. Uh, and I'll explain that as we get into it. I could cry talking about this. Oh movie. yeah. Well, I, mean, I hope I, so. This is the podcast oh, for this, the movie. This is the reason yeah. we, we go into what we do. It's Ghostbusters from 1984. Woohoo! Yeah. We build it up as like it's a serious movie, and it's not. But it's it's a classic. It's celebrating its 35th anniversary this year. Wow. 35 years ago. Um, if you don't mind, I normally go around the table, but I actually want to share you go. my go story go with ahead. it first, and then I don't we'll go one, through so everybody's, go no matter how it is. <laughs> Scott probably has a, maybe not as big a reaction, but I know he was there when I saw it for the first time. Mm-hmm. So there was a drive-in theater in our hometown of Niles, Ohio, and we had gone to see a couple movies, but we, I remember seeing on the TV prior to this, there were these ads for this movie called Ghostbusters. I didn't know much about it. I think it was like, I saw a few commercials. How and old were you? I was about seven at the okay. time, probably six, seven, seven years old. And I'm watching the commercials that had Slimer in the commercials, oh, yeah. and it appealed to me immediately, because I was heavily into Gremlins, too, because yeah. they were marketing Gremlins, which opened the exact same day, June 8th, 1984. Wow. And that was a movie I was really excited to see, but then that Ghostbusters ad came out, and my parents actually took us to see it, which I think is because they, they watched SNL, so they knew those yeah. guys really well, and it was a movie they could see all of us can see together. So they took us to the drive-in, 
And I was kind of excited because I had seen the ad, so I was kind of hyped up for it. And I'm watching it, and it's... Number one, it scared the shit out of me yeah. in parts. Because I, I was scared normally anyway. The scene that ultimately put me over... <laughs> right, yeah, right. Like I, I didn't watch, watch like the second half of the movie... Because the scene in which Sigourney Weaver goes, there is no data, only Zul scared the shit out of me. <laughs> so I, I found she's like, she's going to turn into something awful. How but about she does it really. She attacked through the chair. That was creepy. Oh, it was, it was scary. It's creepy. But I also laughed harder than I've ever laughed before. And it was the Slimer scenes that really grabbed mm-hmm. me. Because I, I, as a kid, you're going to get into it. But I remember thinking, watching Peter Vakeman, the character. Bill Murray. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And I kept going, that guy, I, I, that guy's funny, and I don't know, I, I knew he was funny, I didn't know how he was funny. Yeah. I said, I like that guy, I kind of want to be that when I grow up, whatever that guy's doing. And, and I don't know what it was, was his attitude or what, and that's, I'm not really like him, but it that's was... That's exactly how I felt as a kid when I saw Audrey Hepburn in Sabrina. Yeah. It's that same thing. There's that quality about them, and you, you it just can speaks identify to you. with it. Yeah, yeah. and you're mm-hmm. like, they're, they're like me, and I like them, and I want to be that elegant so I remember I that. <laughs> after the movie I kept saying who played Dr. Vakeman who played Peter Vakeman because I remember the name and my mom goes oh that's Bill Murray you know she goes I love Bill Murray because what other movies has he been in and she's like most that you can't see Caddyshack <laughs> Meatballs uh, Stripes you know all these movies and oh my god that was we my... watched Stripes so many times when I was oh, a child the same here. all the time but Didn't it was the first it. time I became aware of a movie star as mm-hmm. opposed to just characters. It was like this Bill Murray guy was somebody I want to look into. Mm-hmm. So that's my story. So I'll go around that's the table and, and get, get your I cannot follow up to that. That's great. <laughs> I, say, what um, I don't, you know, it's, I feel a little sad now. I don't have a, a story really with Ghostbusters. Um, I, I didn't really, it wasn't a, a staple in the Sacco household growing up. You know, I was more into Mannequin and Monster Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I really can't even remember the first time I saw it, but re-watching it recently with adult eyes, being the person I am now and doing the comedy and everything, I see the brilliance in the movie. Um, and I can certainly see the elements of how it would scare a child and, and how it appeals to both kids and adults. And I think it's a really cool movie and I'm excited to talk more about it with you guys, but I don't really have a, a, a strong connection uh, to it, yeah. you know. And it's, in fairness, it's a year older than you too, so you probably yeah. I was a, I was maybe uh, when did it come out? Eighty four. Yeah, I was, I was a glimmer, I think, in my dad's eye. Yeah. Hey, his eye or in his eye, just waiting for the right time. To... Sure, to shoot it out. <laughs> yeah, I think my story is the same as Sean's. I saw it in the uh, drive-through. Not try through. I want to watch a movie in a drive through. That's you my dream. You gotta keep going back. You can do it I now. You can do it love now. Love it. You pay five cents and you can see five seconds of a movie. Okay, that sounds uh, like a deal to me. But you gotta keep going back. Um, no, the drive in, I think it was the Howland drive in. Howland right? drive in, yeah. Which was located in Niles, don't ask. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I, I know we saw a vacation there, too. Like, yeah, I don't remember which, that. I remember, I remember seeing Ghostbusters. Yeah. So. Did that drive-thru get disintegrated in the tornado? No. No, I don't. It survived the tornado. I was going to say, is it still open? No. Uh, no, I no. think it's closed. They oh, still have It's a Mark's super... It's a Mark's... No, it's not a Mark's. It's, it's something else. At, at one point, Ohio had, like, the most open 
drive through or really? drive-in movie theaters. Yeah, there, I think there is a drive-in. There's one here. In yeah, the there's south, one in like the south. south I haven't been to there's that the one. There's the Dixie drive-in in Dayton. I think okay. Dayton has two actually. Wow. Sorry. Keep yeah, going. drive-ins though, still Love fun. Love drive-ins. Um, but yeah, I, I remember it was. It's probably the first. I will say this: it was probably the first movie I ever saw. Like remember seeing. It's probably not the first movie I ever saw, but the first one I remember now. That I said there's probably maybe movies I saw. I was four, mm-hmm. um, or three. Um, it was probably three years old. Gonna be four. So, um, yeah, in a sleeping bag in the back of a station wagon watching oh, Ghostbusters. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the most vividly. I, I remember that watching that movie so vividly when I when I'm watching it this week for the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's like I recall mm-hmm. these scenes so vividly watching them on that big screen at the drive-in and how what a, what a huge impact it had on me mm-hmm. at the time. So yeah. yeah, and of course I remember the real Ghostbusters cartoon. Uh, Doug, have it on DVD. <laughs> it's on Netflix right now. It's on now. Netflix too. So that's my story now. I'm curious about this story. Yeah, man, <laughs> so many memories. Now we were now Scott thinks that Spider-Man Two is a perfect <laughs> comic book movie. Okay, um, I actually think Ghostbusters is a perfect movie. I think it has such a good flow. I think it's funny. It's serious. It has a nice mix, and it just like carries you through. You know when you watch a movie and it feels like you've everything just happened seamlessly. I feel like that's this movie. But so when I was a kid. Um, my, first of all, like my brother is three or four years older than me. And so I was usually always into whatever he was into. And I was born in 87. And I remember the second one came in, coming out, which I think it came out in 89. Um, anyway, uh, so when I was a kid, my parents, my grandparents all lived in Nashville, Tennessee. We lived in Ohio. So we would go visit them in the summer. My mom's parents had, they didn't have cable, but they had a ton of VHSs. My dad's parents had cable but they only had two vhs tapes and it was um the polar bear king i don't know where that came from oh, oh wow. it was three the polar bear king problem child and ghostbusters I love problem child. oh my god i have a lot of issues with problem child oh but god. ghostbusters <laughs> like some kid had been over like playing with my cousin and he accidentally left his vhs um tape over there of ghostbusters and my grandma was like well it's ours now so we would always watch ghostbusters when we were over there my brother loved ghostbusters he had like the he still has the big tower we watched the real ghostbusters he has like the plastic proton pack and like i kind of similar with you like i all i don't ever remember a time that i didn't connect with bill murray and i was just like it's like this smart ass sarcastic funny like, I feel like that's what I connect to. I just love everything about I love when they smoke. We have so much Ghostbusters memorabilia. I was playing the record this morning when you guys mm-hmm. came in. Kenny, for my or for Christmas, Kenny um, framed the pages of the scene from the um, from the library when he was like, remember that time you tried to drill, drill a hole in your oh, head? Egon's like, that would have worked if you hadn't stopped me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just always remember it being a part of my life and it reminds me of my brother and it reminds me of being a kid in Tennessee and, but it's just always been there and I love it. And I've listened to the commentary. I've read everything I can on this movie. I've seen it in theaters. One time I saw it in studio 35 when it was its 20th anniversary or 25th anniversary. And uh, my friend Michael and I quoted the whole thing. I think we annoyed the shit out of people, but like seeing this movie, I'd always seen it in um, like on, you know, at home, 
on VHS, DVD, whatever, seeing it with an audience was the most fun ever. Like people cheered when the Stay Puft Marshmallow Buck guy came on. People laughed when he Bill Murray said the dickless line. I mean, mm-hmm. I just if there's a movie that like I connect with and defines me, it's this movie. Uh, it like makes me cry. I think it's so great. Yeah, it, it, I, it has the same effect on me. Like I, I, I think my love of comedy came from watching this movie, and I think right same. after I remember I noticed Steve Martin with the Muppets or something like that. Like I, when I start, started seeing all these guys were connected to each other in some way, that's when I knew my taste in comedy were like in that direction. It's like yeah. a highbrow. I hate that word, but it's like it's funny, but it's not like a in-your-face slapstick. It's yeah. just like a, almost like a subtle humor. Because there's serious, like, creepy parts in this There movie. are. That's why I, I think... Like you said, I yeah. remember being very terrified of this when I was a child. Me too. I was I was scared, especially with, when she gets And possessed. that damn dog still scares me. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's scary, man. No, although now you look at the effects and you're like, okay, they're a little shaky, but... It was nominated for an Oscar, though. It was. The visual effects. They're, like, the highest at their time. Yeah, I think the visual effects still hold up. I think they hold up for the most for part. For being a comedy, I think, because that helps... Um, I mean, some of it doesn't, but but some of them like. I mean, the taxi driver. I mean, you, yeah, <laughs> the taxi driver ghost. <laughs> I just remember when I was watching it recently, like that's a that's a good makeup job or not a good animatronic taxi driver ghost. It's <laughs> funny because like those scenes and the scenes in the second one where like shit kind of gets crazy. I can't remember. I can never remember like what's in Ghostbusters one and what's in Ghostbusters two because I can never remember like does the Titanic come in the first one or the second? I think it's the second one. Yeah, it's the second one. With yeah. Cheech and Chong or whoever's, yeah. yeah. But, um, and, uh, yeah, this one also has the great cameo of Reginald, what's-his-face, Carl Winslow, playing oh, yeah. a cop. Hey, Ghostbusters. <laughs> Mayor wants to see you. In fact, the whole island's going crazy. And can I just say... Say it. That Rick Moranis is a freaking national treasure. Now, uh, do you know who's originally supposed to play that part? I do. Who? John Candy. John Candy. <gasps> And he had like some Russian accent or yeah. something. They're like I he's can see it, but there's something just so perfect. I know Rick Moranis is so he's this tiny little man. He's such. And, I know. love when he's that scene where he's oh. like telling everybody their tax return yes. as soon oh as they come into the privacy. Yeah. I thought oh. that. I mean, if we want to talk about Rick Moranis, I, I could talk like, about I him. Love him. Yeah. He's the best. In, in this movie, he's, he's so good. He's, he's he perfect. is my favorite character yeah, in this movie, and a movie with great characters. But he is absolutely every scene he's in. When he's talking to the horse, <laughs> when he's possessed, and he goes like, he's like, he, he gives the guy that like the demon he's eyes, like, and he turns around, he's like, he's talking to the horse like it's serious. He's like, you rude today. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> oh, and his scenes with Egon. Oh, just, he, oh, oh he's, he's going off on that whole tangent about like uh, Gozer. Yeah. It goes on for 20 minutes. So Gozer like, the Gargarian. You know, the swore came back yeah. from the dead. As a Krewak score, that was a rude day, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and then when he answers the phone, he's looking at the phone. I mean, it's just... <laughs> I'm laughing now thinking about those scenes. Yeah, and I it's so funny. I guess like John Candy was like trying to do a Russian accent or something and they were like, You are going this is too like crazy and convoluted for this character. Which I love John Candy. I do too. Oh I love John Candy. He turned it down, I think, because of creative differences. He wanted Uh he said he would not play the character without a Russian accent. And he ended up doing Splash with Tom Hanks. It's like you didn't have an accent in that movie. Why were you having issues with Ghostbusters? I don't know. But it's It's in New York. Yeah. I also have like a and some of this was filmed in New York, some of it wasn't, but like I have such a I love New York City. It's my favorite place in the world. And like this is 
you know, the outside shots are filmed in New York. The public, I love the New York public mm-hmm. theater because of this movie. Like, I always go there every time. I just all of it. And like, they filmed that scene. They had they filmed it before. They had like an hour to film before it opened that day. Yeah. So all that was filmed. I love. That's I just love I it. Yeah. yeah. The way that you see New York through that movie, the glass, you know. Yeah. The, I think it, there's yeah. something special mm-hmm. about movies that are filmed in New York. They just have like a different. Yeah. Because there's so much stuff going on, and like, yeah, they can shut New York City down, but not in the same way that they can in L.A. Yeah. I also like. I'm not. Do you know pro smoking? But that they did actually shut a piece of New York City down was in Vanilla Sky. Oh God! Oh boy! Times Square is completely empty. Do you remember that? When to, um, oh Tom yeah, Cruise, they like, filmed it like on a Sunday. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I quit Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that out. <laughs> what did you say? I can't do Tom Cruise <laughs> since I, the Scientology I documentary. Really like I that can't. Movie, I think it's a great movie. Cameron I'm gonna have to re- 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 yeah revisit that. I also that. like Cameron Diaz. She quit she acting. I know she and Penelope Cruz. She's retired now. Yeah, they're great. She quit acting. She yeah after Annie. And you know what? I think she's great. I think she's very funny. Oh, and she, that bums me out. There's something about Mary. Perfect yeah, performance. And uh, my best friend's wedding. Yeah. And being John Malkovich. Oh, something about Mary is... I think you should do my best friend's wedding. Talk about a really well-done rom-com. That's that movie. Have me on for that one. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. But the uh, comments you made about New York are, are great, though, because... That's like an 80s hallmark for me because so many movies in the 80s took place in Manhattan and were like showcasing Manhattan. Tootsie, When Harry Met Sally, all those movies. And that's such really a. Emphasized and like all those movies. I love When Harry Met Sally. Oh. Um, did you? <laughs> Who's your guest? <laughs> oh, great. Who better for a romantic comedy than Mark I'm sure right? he really related that movie. Two um, shout outs to two Marks. Right? Yeah, Mark and Mark. Um. What were we talking about? We're New York talking City. About, uh, New, York New York at that time is such a different. It's such a screenshot of what the city was because that's a totally different New York than it is now. Absolutely. Um, you know, like dirty and crusty, and I love it. Good I also part. love like the way they smoke in this movie is so like natural and real. Like I've, I don't know how to explain it, but I've never really seen that in another movie. Maybe it's like an '80s thing, but. It's and they don't smoke in '89 in the '80 in Ghostbusters too. But um, I love when that cigarette like gets stuck on Dan Aykroyd's lip. Oh, that's oh, good. Yeah, I do too. There's a lot of like scene. moments. Dan Aykroyd's so great in this movie. Oh, he's, yeah, so, yeah. Great. he's really so great. There are so he's many like great little. Yeah. Yes, there's so many yeah. great little things in this movie. Is and there I anybody that's that. not great in this movie? No, this that, is a perfectly yeah. cast film. And Annie Potts, we have to. Yeah. Oh, Annie Potts is, is wonderful. There's no She's one that's the best. Like that. She's so cute. Uh, I was going to start with Moranis because we were talking about yeah, him earlier. Yeah. Like I think that nerdy take on the character came from him. He really actively went it's after perfect. this role after, yeah. and they reinvented. They kind of reworked the character to fit that description. And it's so subtle. It is. Yeah, you know, it's just like, oh, this is a real person yeah. that yeah. exists in the We've world. We've all had that clingy neighbor that likes us. That won't you know, shut the, the f up. Yeah. I think I can get his haircut too. Like, like sometimes I go my hair. My hair is long enough. I was looking like, man. Sometimes my hair looks exactly like his, intentionally bad. You should wear high water pants. Oh man! Oh yeah. You remember that yeah. for sure. Scott, I can't really judge Rick Moranis as a nerd, to be honest with you. So. No, no, Rick Moranis. He's not. He's a nerd, but he's. He's not. He's, like, he's not he's like. It's not, not like, like token. A cliche. Yeah. He's such a real person. Like his characters are just like real people with like these quirks and. Oh yeah. And and Sigourney Wheeler, her character. I love Sigourney she's, Wheeler. She's she's so sweet to him, but. Are her. 
Yeah. Yeah, you and yeah. She looks like my mom in this movie a lot. I don't have her cheekbones, but we're kind of twinsies. Well, well, the thing with Miranda is doppelganger. She's my doppelganger. (laughs) Her and Maggie Gyllenhaal. (laughs) Don't believe that bird. That's a good doppelganger to have, for sure. Mine's a. If you haven't seen Brian Fellows, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Come on. Come on, Babo. What? One of the most forgotten about, but best SNL like characters. For sure. Oh, yeah. Tracy Morgan is a national uh, treasure. There's another so one. Yeah. Look, they were saying about Moranis too. Like uh, he is a brilliant sketch comedian. If you watch his work on SCTV, mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. he's brilliant. He nails every character from Dick Cavett to. I love yes. Dick Cavett. Uh, he does uh, Murder Griffin, all the talk show hosts, yeah. basically, he, he nails. Well, we talked about Cameron Diaz retiring, like Rick Moranis retiring. Yeah. Is, is, he took care of his kids. He took care of his kids. Yeah. His took, wife passed away, yeah. didn't she? Yeah. But yeah. I think he was kind of soured because he was getting, he said he just, he wasn't getting a diversity of roles. I'm sure he got typecast. Yeah. Well, after, like, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, he was just playing, he wasn't, yeah. there was nothing Love to that. that movie. There and was Little no, Giants, remember? Little Giants. Yeah. Yeah, Giants. Urbania, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, two roles was the nerd. Like Little Shop of Horrors yeah. kind of calls from Ghostbusters. Uh-huh. That's probably how he got yeah. that role. And then, you know, the dad, like you or guys said. Or the dirty single dad, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, re- but, I yeah. remember a movie with Ed O'Neill where they are playing yeah, that's brothers. Little Giants. That's Little Giants, isn't Who, that? Yeah. yeah, they're brothers. All right. <laughs> O'Shea. O'Shea. But I think of two guys that are related. It's Ed O'Neill and Rick Moranis. God. <laughs> yeah, Little, yeah. That was the weird because they were brothers. The cowboys. But they liked each other, but... They were competitive, competitive yeah. Competitive well, little league football team. Ugh, okay. The icebox came in. Though. I love that movie, though. Yeah, it's a cute movie. I've watched that one. movie. There's it's a lot. There's one. a lot of fart fart jokes. A in lot it. of fart jokes. Nineties kids coming of age. They're so. I mean, that would be a great. T- we, I know we already did coming of age, but if we did a, a specific nineties. What did you do for of coming age of age? Movies, oh, you just talked. Okay, I'll have to, we'll have to have that conversation on yeah. this podcast. There were so many great movies like, like that, that in the 90s I'm for interested. kids. You know, that yeah. Oh, but, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disney. Disney yeah, totally. owned my life. Mighty yeah. Ducks. I mean, there, you could just yeah. the list goes on. Yeah, it was... The Babysitter's Club. I, yeah, I love the Babysitter's Club. Oh, man. Um, I... So Kenny just read Harold Ramis's daughter's book, which that might be what this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ghostbusters' Daughter by Violet Ramis Style Steel, and um, I. So I knew that Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd wrote this, but have you? The commentary on this movie is really good, and I think it was done in '99 because Harold Ramis is on it, and they talk about like coming into the millennium and all that stuff. But um. And there's, like, extra interviews with Dan Aykroyd, who is nutty as all get out. Like, mm-hmm. very conspiracy theory, goofy dude. Yes. Oh, you saw... A lot of the stuff he writes about yeah. this. Right. And, like, yeah. they... And I have a book that has, like, his original sketches of, like, what the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. would look like. But he, like, wrote this movie, and then Harold Ramis came in and punched it up and made it funny. Mm-hmm. So he, like... So Dan Aykroyd, like, wrote the whole thing. And like then Harold Ramis like, all right, this is what we gotta do to, like, make it... I think they said he was great at writing guide dialogue. I think that's what I've been writing. Who, Harold Ramis? Yeah, the yeah. Ramis. Harold Ramis, he wrote Caddyshack, mm-hmm. Stripes. Like, he was a co-writer yeah. on a lot of that stuff. I get, well, I guess he would, he would go in and Bill punch Murray. up. Yeah. 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 Well, mm-hmm. that's the thing is that, like, Bill Murray, most of his stuff is improvised in this movie. Yeah. They just kind of, mm-hmm. like, let him go. That's so And cool. he's the greatest improviser of all time, yes. right? One of them? I think with, he is. With, uh, yeah, I think, with, I, nice. if you've ever seen Nichols and May, I just love Elaine May and Mike Nichols. They're fantastic. Yeah. Improvisers. But yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. 
But they're no Bill Murray. <laughs> like Nichols, come on, don't even get me started. I'm joking, I'm joking. The Graduate, I, I, come on now, simmer down. I love Mr. Nichols, please. And Elaine May's uh, fantastic. I don't think she gets recognition for being truly an outstanding know, comedian. She's I, a woman yeah. in the 60s. I think it's, we see so much, we see a lot of improv uh, mm-hmm. here. We see a whatever, improv in like Judd Apatow movies where things get like weird and wacky. It's like the thing with this movie, like Rick Moranis, Bill Murray, it's mm-hmm. fun to see improv done with like Characters it's funny, stuff. but it's real people, and yeah. it's like that's what we're all trying to do. Yeah. And it's not like this like wacky like I just found a chicken in my pocket. You're like, where did that come from? Yeah, well, it's Jim your Carrey suggestion too, was right? curtains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Jim I, yeah. and Jim Carrey's great slap like slapstick silly. Absolutely, but it is nice to see like a realness with comedy. It is. That's why I love Nichols and May mm-hmm. just to tout their horn again because they're relationship based. They always did real life scenarios, yeah. like being on a first date or mom and son a phone call between a mom and a son you know mm-hmm. right exactly it was, no, it was very relatable yeah mm-hmm. but I think uh, but Bill Murray what helps is that he's really the only one everybody else is, 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 is playing straight yeah. and he's just reacting to what they're doing or just and he he says a line and he lets it go it's not like he doesn't he's, there's not like a lot of ranting stuff like he doesn't have like paragraphs of dialogue in this mm-hmm. movie it's mostly yeah. just one liners Nobody and does just, really. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, a, yeah. There, like, there's some scenes. Uh, yeah, there's no. There's no like big monologues. No Oscar the, moment. Yeah, <laughs> the dickless thing I think was improvised, yeah. and they said that that guy who played Walter Peck, um, he said he when after the movie came out, he hated it because people would just yelled at him on the street, "Hey, dickless." Yeah, I can see that. Which that part of the movie, like that whole scene with the mayor and like. Ernie Hudson, it's so like good. God, I love it because the priest comes in inexplicably. Like, why is the priest coming yeah, in? And he just like <laughs> shakes his head. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. like, hey. Some of the dialogue in this movie is so quick. You know, yeah. to your point, yes. and it's just so great. You know, when I was rewatching this, I, I was um, I, I watched the movie in entirety last weekend, and then Friday morning, like when I was getting ready for work, I just kind of had it on. You know, and then this morning I had it on when I was doing things around the apartment. And it's like, I just was like, damn, that was good, or that mm-hmm. is great, you know? And yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, ha-ha, laugh out loud, but as in terms of, you know, like sla- like that slapstick stuff, but it was just those little nuances where you're, as, and especially as someone who does comedy, yes, you get it, and you're like, that was really brilliant. And it kind of makes me think, you know, the same way that I feel when I watch American Psycho, the little nuances and the humor in it that, that just seems sort of baked into it that, that a lot of people are going to miss. You you're a little bit more in tune to, and I felt that way watching the Ghostbusters. I agree. Like when you think, and not, not to get like I, I perform, but when you think of like creating a scene, yeah, like they have all these mm-hmm. little things that go into yeah. it that make this yes. grand, that make everything perfect. Like and like you could see something different every time you watch absolutely. it, and I oh, love yeah. that. Like we were talking about, Bush and I were talking about uh, Janine and Egon. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, the scene where she's like, oh, you're such a great humanitarian. Yeah, and she's like, I like to read. Yeah. She's reading like a People magazine. <laughs> it's People That's magazine. It's just a yeah. subtle thing that it's most so people probably would have yeah. missed. And she has like her glasses yes. down on her nose. Uh-huh. She's like, yeah, I, I'm an avid reader. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> read and articles. his response to her, and she says, you're such a great humanitarian. He's like, I don't think it was human. <laughs> and he goes, I collect spores, molds, and fungus. <laughs> she's like, I, oh. Egon is such a He's fun, my favorite. weird... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, not my favorite favorite, but like he's the Ghostbuster I'd kiss. Oh, okay. The 
dialogue in this movie, like you guys said, yeah. is so good. This is what I aim. If I was, if you're working on dialogue and all, this is what you aim to write. Dialogue yeah. this good, this sharp. It is. The characterizations are so good. When Bill Murray says to him, Egon, I take back everything I said. You I, earned it. I <laughs> take <laughs> it back. <laughs> I also love that whole scene between uh, um, Peter and Ray when he was like, Einstein did his best yes. stuff when he was working as a patent clerk. You know how much a patent clerk earns? Like, filmed on oh, Columbia's the best campus. Line. Oh, my God. I just, I just, oh, when, when Ray says, um, uh, you know, I've worked in the public. I've worked in the in the uh, private and public sector. sector. He goes, they, they expect, expect results. results. I love that. oh, that's one of my favorite lines of the movie too. I've worked in the public sector. Uh, another line I love. I, I love that whole scene when Bill Murray first enters uh, Dana's apartment. Sigourney leaving. Oh, I always play a piano yeah, like that every I, oh, time I see a piano. That's my right? favorite. They hate. They this. hate this. And that was completely improvised. You're more like a game show host. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm thinking, like, that whole the, scene is, is like he's got that little thing, that machine where it's just like he's like, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and he opens up the he opens up the bedroom. He's like nothing happened in there. He's like he's like what a shame, what a shame, oh, <laughs> what a crime. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's going, it's technical, and he's like moving that thing around. Look at all this junk food. Yeah, yeah I also don't yeah. you. I love when we see old like older movies and see like what the brands. Oh, Coke. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. She's got two oh my Coke god, cans. I love I it. When we watched um, when we did ET, mm-hmm. the old Reese's Pieces logo and the old. Coke I love that and stuff. I think another. Th- I also. This is one thing I, I have a lot of issues with the TV show Friends, but I always like how what? they. What? 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 But I, the one thing I love about Friends what? is how they try to keep it consistent. Like they always use the same parents, even if like Rachel's mom, yeah. who is uh, What's that, that girl, yeah, I know her, Marlo face. Thomas. Yeah. She's only in probably like six episodes, but it's over ten years. It's always the same. Like I like that stuff. They. In this movie, they created Stay Puff marshmallow packaging, and it's on her. That was like the foreshadowing, but it's on her um, uh-huh. thing as like those eggs are cracking, mm. which still looks yeah. real. I love like I love that stuff. Just like that it's detailed. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like a Black Panther. It's like these are people that sat down, they thought about this stuff, they didn't like you know throw it to the wayside, and that again that just adds more perfection it to does. me like it just adds you so really much need to watch scene. Twin Peaks <laughs> I'll try everybody PSA watch Twin Peaks wow. I'll try it's, it's fantastic it's all this and more the, the uh, I do love but the that detail stuff. I'm saying you would, yeah. you would appreciate yeah. that I like that stuff one similarity between uh, friends and this is as no boy is well her apartment she's like on like the, she has the same 50th floor of floor on a mm-hmm. Like a Central Park apartment, and she's a and she's jealous. jealous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right? yeah. yeah, it's uh. Which doesn't that guy that she, is her boyfriend? I don't know with the sniffles. Doesn't oh, he look like yeah. Christian Bale? I always think that. Kind whenever of. I see Who's him. Who's a stiff? Wouldn't yeah. it be great? Who's the stiff? Wouldn't it be great if and he's like, like in his Bateman dirty? And oh, oh. If you could connect the two. Yeah, I Patrick. bet we could if we really sat down. I just love that in her apartment she has the old parquet hardwood floor that I have in mind. Yeah, I love. So that. I know. I love that. Mm-hmm. She's always watching commercials with the Ghostbusters yeah. in it, <laughs> which cracks me up. Or any, she's obsessed with Ghostbusters-related 
TV content. But I sure. I love like that's another one of my favorite scenes is when they when they start after they uh they came they saw they kicked its ass after they get that whole like they do that whole montage of when they're starting up and they like had the Atlantic was it the Atlantic do that like cartoon yeah. drawing of them and like Larry King's in it Casey Case like yeah. all this fun stuff and I love the scene where that yeah. guy's like. My grandma used to talk about blah blah blah, and he's on the street, and that one guy comes in the background. Oh, I remember like, that too. And yeah, he's just—he's just somebody that walked into the scene. He was not an extra. He was not like billed that way. He's just somebody that came in, and they left it in there. The, those see—those are the most authentic looking, yes. like cameos of people talking about stuff. But they look like they're actually talking about. Because they got Stuff them that in their element. Happened. Yeah. Like Larry King and, and, and Casey Kasem and that one that. guy. They look like they're actually, like a lot of times when you see, when you see, because you see it in a lot of movies, like they have like, like Rachel, Seacrest Rachel Maddow or whatever, you know, they'll have like some like, no. They always try to make them funny. Oh, the best yeah. thing yeah. I know like a... in the Freddy Krueger movie. Do you remember? Oh, like, I've never seen that. Prime time, Rich. <laughs> this is definitely Larry King's best acting in a film yeah. by far. Oh. Like this looks like real. Like he's actually talking about something. You look good for ninety two, and that. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You, did. you look great. Larry King is is yeah. I, I think the crypt keeper. This movie is still authentic. I think that's the thing. It's like it does yeah. feel like a real film. It doesn't feel like 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 the scenes without the ghost. If you feel yeah. like you're immersed in the world, like this tavern on the green, you. yeah. Oh, the Tavern on the Green. Oh. Which My I dad think even it's says brilliant. that probably would happen at the Tavern on the Green because they're snobs. I love it. It's so funny. <laughs> this movie does not paint like people snobs. People well, with, yeah, because with money. the dean comes in; he's a villain in the beginning. When but he I think in. that was like that's the like whole Caddyshack too. I mean, that's yeah. But I think that's yeah. also like New York at that time. Yeah, it's like yeah, it was very, it was very rich yeah. and it was very everybody else. Yeah, and it's like. And just for a question, I hope it's Caddyshack, comma two, as opposed to Caddyshack two. <laughs> it was Caddyshack, comma two, because grammar makes yeah, a difference, yeah. Sean. Thank no, you. It does, it does. It was. Can, I, point, can I just give a my PSA? Point was like, saying in that it must yeah. be a theme with Harold Ramis, and and that you know you, you, he and Bill Murray stopped talking to each other yeah, after his Caddyshack. On, you know, rich people and the different classes. They call them the slob comedies. Mm-hmm. That, that, Started with Animal House and yeah. went through Caddyshack. Exactly, that's and, what I mean. And Ramis, yeah. like you said, was yeah. involved with all that uh-huh. stuff. So here's the big question. How different would this movie be if John Belushi had played Peter Vakeman, which was what was originally supposed to happen, and then he died on it, my birthday yeah. in 82? Very different. Very different. I I don't get John Bel- or yeah, I don't get John Belushi, I mean, and I don't mean that in like any disrespect here. to him. I, like he doesn't do it's it for fine. Me. He's yeah. fine in Animal House, but I don't like. Maybe I haven't yeah. watched Which enough of his stuff. Like, well, he's I think, I even, is it because comedy? he died a, at so. a young it's, age? I don't know, because I'm like you. Like when I watched the original uh, seasons of SNL, I mean, obviously, we're, you and I good. are both huge Gilda Radner fans. Yeah. And she definitely is the standout for me. And I, my favorite, I love the nerds with her and Bill Murray. Yeah. You know, Lisa Lupner and Todd. Todd. Yeah. You know, I just think that Todd. that's like brilliant. Like that's my funny, you know? Yeah. John Belushi, I just never, I, I think, appreciate it. I, under, I respect it. I can see it and other why other people gravitate towards yeah. it but it's not me like yeah. I don't I'm not a huge fan of Animal House I know right. you love it I think I've um, read so many awful things about him yeah. that like that comes into my perception of him I just there are things about him that I don't obviously don't agree with like he treated Jane Curtin horribly on the show. He treated all the women. Yeah, yeah except for even, Gilda. But even Gilda he was yeah. like she's funny but like he would try to sabotage all of their 
sketches. He, he said women weren't funny. Yeah. He actually did say that. He and Jerry Lewis. So both yeah. of them. Fuck <laughs> you. So that's obviously not something. Am I allowed to curse? Anymore. Sorry. Yes, he can. But um, my, I know my dad was a big fan. Like, I think, like, people who grew up as a baby boomers yeah. loved Belushi. I think they knew guys like Belushi. For sure. And he reminded, he reminded them of people they knew in high school and college. That misogynistic. And I mean, that was their humor. Yeah. Well, he was just like a slob. You go on, mm-hmm. it's like a city, yeah. you go on stage, people just start instantly laughing looking at him. Yeah. Because he just was naturally funny because he was, like, just, like, manic. It's and kind of like uh, Chris Farley. Yeah, Chris yeah. Farley based his whole act off of John Belushi. But there's yeah. something and really charming about <laughs> yeah. Chris Farley. There's a childlike quality, I think, about well, Chris Farley. That and people said he was a sweet have. person. That's what I mean. Yeah, he's like that teddy bear that like he just wanted things to be. He funny. just wanted to have fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He Where was more I think, tragic. I think there's a little bit more um, well, of a darkness. With John Belushi, like. when they started, he was very well known in National Lampoon's world. People knew who he was, mm-hmm. and then they came to SNL. Nobody knew like the not ready for primetime players. Nobody knew who they were. Mm-hmm. And then Chevy Chase was the first person that got recognition because he was on Weekend Update and he used his and real name. And at the time, he was hot. <laughs> yeah, Ter- at the time, terrible movie. human being, Chevy yeah. Chase, bad dude. No, that's and, another. I, I struggle with that because I loved his movies so much. Yeah, and I grew up with. He's he is somebody that like they talk about Eddie Murphy. Like Eddie Murphy's not funny. No, Chevy Chase just seems like a disgruntled, mm-hmm. nasty human being, and like gross. Anyway, oh. Chevy Chase like got a name so people knew who he was and. Apparently, Belushi hated that. It like drove him crazy he wasn't that people, the star. yeah. yeah. Which, he hey, jealous. I think we could all relate to that in some way because comedy, we know people with egos. Mm. I'm sure really? we all have a like. What? <laughs> what? Do you want me to, huh? to list people? I can do it right These are some now. Some of the most humble people I've ever met. <laughs> Seven people with big egos. Go now. Um, uh, John Belushi, but but I just like I. I just feel like, and maybe we don't know it any other way, just like Indiana Jones, we don't know with Tom Selleck, but like, Ooh, he, yeah. Bill Murray's just so Peter Vakeman. Like, they just, and and not just he's so Peter Vakeman, him and Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis and Ernie Hudson, they have such a good rapport together. Mm-hmm. It just seems very natural. Probably because they're all friends, but. Exactly, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I Absolutely. love it. I, I think there is one scene where I was like, oh, that's, because I always think of the John Belushi thing with that with the character, because there has to be moments that like they were thinking of John Belushi and not Bill Murray, right? Because they're kind of they're sim- they could do <clears throat> they could get the similar type of aura of like the the everyman, yeah. But uh, they're different. Bill Murray's wit is like you know a hundred, yeah, well, off I the think charts. Bill Murray has a sophistication, yeah, that yeah. sophisticated, yeah, like a polish. He could do that line, and it's just easy for yeah, Bill. Yeah. While John Belushi is more like his 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 movements yeah and it's like is but there's one scene in the library where he kind of when he's the, he's going to engage the ghost in the library in the beginning and he says i forget what the line is sorry but uh whatever that line is like oh that seems like a john belushi could do that scene oh like, where he's could, like where where are you from yeah yeah it was just like <laughs> it's just a stupid but, I the, love but that. the way he looks like it's like oh he kind of looks like john i, I feel, can see yeah, john I belushi see in saying. that scene but that's one of the few he, he couldn't do the 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 apartment scene when he goes in the to investigate the apartment for the he'd first be like time. That's jump- all Bill Murray. Yeah, he'd like, be jumping on the piano, smashing it. Yeah, to that's pieces. all Bill. They'd Murray. have a lot of set destruction if John Belushi <laughs> yeah. was on. Yeah, this well, movie. Belushi was usually silent too. You know, yeah, like, he, he usually used more physicality, facial expressions. Yeah, but Bill Murray is is verbal. That's probably why mm-hmm. I always appreciate it. And it's him. effortless. It's, it's effortless. It's effortless. 
I've seen people try to be Bill Murray in movies like yeah. this, playing this it type would be of character, me. and <laughs> probably me. <laughs> I've probably been guilty. But <coughs> Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I like. I, 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 no, no, no. That's that's so irritating to me when I hear. I, I Vince Vaughn is actually fine. Vince Vaughn is actually fine. I've never. He's actually. I've fine, never heard that comparison, I, like yeah, in a certain they're, movie they're, or just in general. Well, he does the. Vince Vaughn talks a lot more than Bill Murray ever had. Like yeah. Vince, like, yeah, Vince, yeah. Vince I think he, I think, I think Vince Vaughn's funny in like Wedding too. Crashers. Oh, and, totally. But I would never, I would never compare those two. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. But I, I think, I think they have made like he plays those type of characters in yeah, movies. Like if a, you watch it, he's the wisecracking. Like yeah, um, like a smartass. Yeah. But Interesting. Hmm. I would say that. I don't know. That's something. I don't know why I coughed when I said it. It's a no, podcast. No. I could say whatever I want. I yeah, but, uh, Vince Vaughn. We're but, sorry. No offense to Vince Vaughn, by the way. But. Or, or, Big Fred Claus. I think people would compare like people like Ryan Reynolds. Would not, I don't compare the, the the main comparison. You made this a couple of months ago, and I actually agree oh, okay. with this. And it has stuck with Sean. <laughs> it's stuck with me for a long time. But the comparison you made of somebody that reminded you of Bill Murray was Robert Downey Jr. in Infinity War. Oh, I could see uh, that. Like you know, like you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards, and I I, I, I saw could that. see I was like, that. You're absolutely right. This is the first guy I've seen since Bill Murray do that type of comedy as well as Murray. Does. I, I think Robert Downey Jr. has really because he does it effortlessly. He doesn't yeah. draw attention yeah. to it. It's not like he's like you're really embarrassing, and it's just perfect for whatever it I is. I think that. Is it because this is who they are? It seems like Robert Downey yeah. Jr. just plays himself in yeah. movies. I mean, I like him. Yeah, it's it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's like fine. Him. Well, he played I Chaplin. Don't... I mean, it was. Oh yeah, he yeah. did play Chaplin. That, was great. that really was a great. Movie. I don't. Well, I have a lot of thoughts on Marvel. He had a reputation. I like don't that. like the Iron Man. Movie. Well, he was a drug I don't think they're that great. To drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just saying a lot, and I I also think the first two Avengers are boring. Uh, this oh, last okay. one was good. Infinity Wars. Yeah, that, there's there's a perfect good. movie. The, <laughs> <laughs> I I, I love that. I movie. don't know if I would ever watch it again. It you was know, too really? sad. It, the Peter Parker thing like hit me deep. Yeah, we don't like, want to spoil Infinity War for people. Yeah. I literally haven't probably stopped thinking about him, and it's I, almost been a year. I would just like to say that in but talking anyway, about sorry. Robert Downey Jr., yes. it led me onto the thought about thinking about Rob Lowe, who is gorgeous. Yeah, and I thought to myself. And he's a great actor. He's a good comedian. Yeah, also from Dayton, Ohio. Exactly. Just a stud all around. Great guy. And I think, why is he not in a superhero movie? I mean, he'd be so good at something, right? Mm-hmm. Just you give know? it time. Give it time. I was going to say, hello. Hello. But they're getting everybody in these Marvel movies. These Marvel movies are going to go on for years and years and years. I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I saw a movie. I was watching The Losers today. <laughs> the Losers? <laughs> yeah, the Losers. What's this? Is this a Netflix so, movie? It's a movie that's uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's the first on the call sheet. Okay. But it has a uh, <laughs> great comedian, sheet. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Who's actually, I really like him. I do yeah. too. He's I do really too. Good. It I, doesn't like, yeah. I don't automatically think of like. He looks like Robert Downey Jr. If Robert Downey really? Jr. was like 10 yeah, pounds heavier. I always heavier. think of him as Javier like, Bardem. Yeah, oh yeah, he does look like. Yeah. If, okay, he looks like yeah. Javier Bardem. Okay, I'm going with that. Javier Bardem looks like Dorothy Hamill. But he's number with, one with Tori Spelling's eyes. The movie wasn't that great, but he's number he's the number one guy. Okay. But the other people in the movie are Chris Evans, Idris Elba, oh. Zoe Saldana. He's above all of those people. He's above all those people. Interesting. It got me thinking like what movies in like the Love past. Love Chris Evans. Yeah, Chris now, Evans. Great. I'd like to say something. It's not about Ghostbusters. It's about Avengers. What's the second? What's the end game? 
Uh, is it Infinity War? Or is it the no, last the one? new uh, the Age of Ultron. Yeah, no, the game. one that's about to come out. In game. In game. I want to. I think. I feel you. Um, I think Captain America is going to die. I think he and Iron Man are going to have like this like um, beautiful like Forrest Gump and Bubba moment, and then he is going to fly off into heaven and die. That's that's, that's sorry a guys. That's a sound. And, no. and I'm preparing myself for it because I think it's gonna like make me real sad. Oh, yeah. That's how yeah. I felt about you know Batman versus Superman. Oh, first of all, that didn't movie watch made it. me very sad. Because it's terrible, and it only <laughs> it made, and and it only featured Henry Cavill <laughs> minimally, sad. which was very sad. And there was a there was a bright spot though, the scene where he was cooking eggs with no shirt on. You should but see, I think Zack Snyder should not be allowed to make movies. But carry but on. anyway, I know I feel your girlfriend. They're I all the same, same way. When I thought you know we were going to lose Superman, it was mm-hmm. a national. You know, uh, if you watch um, Justice League, he he spends fifteen minutes without his shirt off. Can you send me the clip? Oh, you'd love Yeah, you would love it. Just go I have not on. seen it, no but idea. I will now. <laughs> I just, I don't know if I can watch any of those. Like, the Marvel ones, at least they're fun. And even if Iron Man's not my favorite thing to watch, but I'll watch them. And, like, I can watch Robert Downey. He's fun. Um, and they have, like, great characters in them. But, like, the the Justice League Aquaman, I just think of, like, falling asleep when I look at those. I love not Wonder Woman. I think that's a... I thought Wonder Woman was boring. I literally, Sean, I'm going to say something. <laughs> and I might lose feminist credibility for saying this. I fell asleep in the movie theater in that movie. <gasps> I know. I thought she I... was great. And I really, the whole fight, the fighting when they fought the Nazis or the mm-hmm. German, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, we, I wanted to see more of that. I thought she was a badass. Yeah. Loved, um... Chris Pine. Is Chris Pine. Pine. Yeah. I think he's great. I think he needs to be in more stuff. He was mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the soundtrack was but awesome. But I just was like, I was waiting to be like, yeah, and I just never got there with it. It, it was kind of dark. It was visually dark. I, well, I, I think, think that all of those of DC ones yeah, are. That's I don't true. know if that's the right tone for it. Yeah. Batman's one thing. Like, the rest of them, I, I don't know. I'm glad that it did well. Mm-hmm. I think it's, you know. But a lot of people feel it with Black Panther. I've talked to a lot of people that hated Black Panther. I loved it, but I, I liked Black Panther. I didn't respond to it the way I did you to like Wonder Infinity Woman. War yeah, and Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman. I thought was great. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a perfectly rendered superhero pick. I love that scene between Pine and uh, uh, Godot when they're on the boat. And yeah, they're kind of bonding. I and it's very innocent. You know, it's yeah. her first experience yeah. with a guy. She's she's wonderful yeah. in it. You know yeah. what she reminded N- me? Needed more Robin Wright pen. I was really sad that she was not in it mm. more. Oh, as her mom. Was that her mom, or was she, like, the lead? I think she was, like, the lead, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny, because I said this to you, Sean, after we saw Wonder Woman, and then you saw articles about it. Like, we were leaving the movie theater, and I said, that movie has so many parallels to The Little Mermaid. In terms of oh, how God. how Wonder Woman, no, like how she you. responded, you Tony know, the whole saving him on the beach mermaid. and then I on know. the boat, and then the I feel you. you know. But she wasn't. I'm just saying. The best character in Little Mermaid is Ursula. Um, hello. Whoa, whoa. She is a woman that knows what uh, she wants. She's going to get Look, what she and wants, Ariel and everyone says that she's a bitch. Listen, no, Ariel, Ariel wants, is a whiny place. little rich girl. Hold on. She's she a whiny little rich girl. Yeah. And, and you're just like, I gotta get legs so I can go see this dude. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where Ursula's like, I'm gonna run everything. This may be the most And Ursula's a babe. Ursula is a babe. Ursula, Ursula's a babe. I love her lilac. 
black skin. Listen. And when she like puts on <laughs> her. her <laughs> I'm just saying. I she's don't an octopus. Discount, I do not discount the fact that Ursula is a badass. However, I just I don't feel inspired by Ariel. I think I just am like be your own person. I know whoa, she is she. Whoa, are we wait. assuming she's like sixteen? She was, I think. 15 so she or probably still has like okay. a lot to learn. I'm just saying. Home in terms of beautiful hair. Think about yeah, and eyes. The face. <laughs> yeah, she's beautiful. Let's back up just a second. But like, also, if you want to kiss him, if you want to kiss a dude, go kiss him. You don't have to wait for him to kiss you. Well, in that scenario, she did. But let's back it up remember. just a moment here and think about the time. The type I also of, don't like mermaids. T- Carry well, on. You know that I, I kind of went fair. there. It could have been anything. Okay? Fair, fair, fair. But let's just think about how in 1989, when that movie came out, prior to that, any of the Disney princesses, what were they doing? They were literally princesses. waiting around for men. Yeah, they were princesses waiting for men. Hop, 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 hop. Okay. Ariel, at that time, in 1989 was the first, <laughs> true story here, was the first Disney princess that actually went after what she wanted. Now, granted, a there were some stipulations. It was a man. They all wanted men. I mean, that was the whole point of Disney movies was to find your man and get married and live happily but ever after. Belle doesn't. Mulan doesn't. I'm saying doesn't. at the time, Mulan and Belle have not come out yet. Fair, but she's not that different. She is the least, she is the least feminist character of all the Disney ranking princesses. Um, I, I beg to differ. I think Sleeping Beauty is pretty damn... Well, that bitch doesn't do anything. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just asking you to consider the time in 1989, before Beauty and the Beast, before Mulan, fair, before fair, fair. Frozen. D- Ariel was perhaps, maybe debatably, the most progressive Disney princess in 1989. When little Tony Sacco was four years old watching this, I but, was very inspired that she was little, first of all. You know, oh, I sure, can relate. Sure. But I gotta say, like, sisters, and Ursula I thought, is such a great character. She's a great and character. she gets painted as this terrible, heinous bitch. And I was like, no, this is a woman that knows what she wants, and she makes no... She doesn't try to act like something she isn't. Now, again, Ariel's 16. She's got a lot to learn, so she's probably a completely different person now. She might be divorced. We don't know. know. She may even have fins again. Yeah. Maybe she went back to her roots. Yeah, I just, like, I... I don't think that you have to dislike Ariel to to be an advocate for Ursula and vice versa. And and everything you say about Ursula is exactly how I feel about Cruella DeVille. She's perhaps one of my all-time favorite Disney characters. I mean, Homegirl couldn't be more authentic. Yeah. And guess what? Puppy's got to die. (laughs) Oh, can we also talk about how... (laughs) Look. (laughs) Hold on. I just get extremely passionate about defending Ariel. But hold on. Like, we always hear bad things about pit bulls, right? Pit bulls are evil dogs. You know, Dalmatians are very dangerous dogs. And they're not yeah. smart. And I'm not saying that we should kill them and turn them into Same coats. Here. Same All here. I'm saying is that, like, that movie made it like, hey, they're these great little I things. Know. It's like, no, that's why they're with firemen, because they're ferocious animals. But everyone's like, Dalmatians are great. Pit bulls are evil. Like, mm-hmm. maybe they're both mean i also my aunt had a dachshund and it was the meanest son of a bitch i've ever met in my life well Little speaking of firehouses <laughs> and and diminutive redheaded i'm so sorry <laughs> no that's fine and i love any pots really is the aerial we movie. do have to say that that the music of the little mermaid is outstanding oh, i, love the music I mean come on it's I, the hey, start of the disney renaissance i also would love to see uh it on broadway so i would like to be i'm sure it would be broadway. very fun you I could yeah. well this performance for the fire Bill Murray, yes. by the way, I was going to say. It's probably it's one of my, my favorite performances of all time. 
It's, it's a contender. Dogs and cats living together. Yeah, Mass hysteria. Great stuff. <laughs> oh, it's great. Uh, but Annie Potts is fantastic. In this She's movie wonderful. Too. Yeah. And I love Annie Potts. You know, um, Pretty in Pink is is on Netflix street streaming right now, and I love that movie. Um, and Annie Potts is so great in Pretty I in love Pink, Annie though. Potts. And I just, you know, I recently you know why I don't it. like that movie, Ducky. I can't stand. Well, it. that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> you guys we'll do it. Pretty in Pink <laughs> but okay, we both agree that we love Andrew McCarthy because Mannequin. Yeah, he just seems like a man that can't like lift you up, and I have a big I issue like him, with but that. But anyway, but I think he's yeah, fine. He's is he good. Blade, right? No, he's, Blade. he's Blaine. Blaine. <laughs> I also Blaine? hate. I hate her dress. She I ruins that beautiful dress that Annie Potts gives. I her. agree. Whatever. Okay, I did okay. like the anyway. neckline though. That was apparently nice Molly Ringwald hated that dress too. Well, because it wasn't flattering. I just read it in <laughs> Entertainment Weekly. But okay. anyway. going back to Annie Potts. So anyway, I was watching She's Pretty the in Pink, then the Ghostbusters, and I'm like, you know, I love Annie Potts. I am the Annie Potts of the '80s. <laughs> I love her. I could be her. Like she's a great actress, and I and mm-hmm. I identify with her. And I don't I like her in the second one. Like the char- like the way I they. Have, yeah. I, I actually haven't character. seen the second one. It's you're, fun. You're, it's a fun sequel. For sequels, it's fun. I but I love how I found it underwhelming. But that's maybe because yeah. my expectations are too high. For it's not it, the best know. movie ever, but it's like a fun watch. It's so not Caddyshack too. It is <laughs> creepier, <laughs> but it is creepier than the first one. The whole probably. the Vigo yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, and uh, is that the dude, the Russian, the Russian, the yeah, guy who that's was Peter yeah. Peter McNichol, who was on Ally McBeal too. Ooh. Ooh. Oh yeah, he like was him. the. Um, He's great in the movie. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I just think Annie Potts is just such She's a great addition to the movie. She's a compliment. She is um, a great representation of, of female, you know, at that she's time. Such she's such a great, so great, like, yeah. add-on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She just adds something Absolutely. special to Every all those scene, scenes. she adds value. You're she excited take it when away. she's on there. Yes, yeah. there's just yeah. something special. She had the same effect in Pretty in Pink. Yeah, I you know, agree and, that. and that's why I just, you know, in the last and two in weeks, designing women. Yes, watching her, I'm like, she really is a great actress that um, I think probably doesn't get the recognition that she deserves because she's not the leading lady. She was but my favorite cameo in she's the new so Ghostbusters. Great. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's just oh, really I fun. Her. I like her a lot. Oh, yeah, she's Good great. spirit, and I think she's a talented actress. I feel actress. like I had read somewhere that they hired her because Harold Ramis had a huge crush on her or something really? like that. Really? Yeah. He yeah, just thought she that. was so cute. Mm-hmm. So maybe somebody. Then you wrote all that where she's crushing on him. I don't know. <laughs> hey, that's how you do it. I crazier guess. Crazier things have she happened. She was cute. Franken. Yeah. I like how she's tiny. I identify with that too. Yeah. And she's just she's like a um, there's like a spunkiness to she her. She seems like know? of everybody in the movie when you think of like a New Yorker. She mm-hmm. seems very like New York, like with her yes. accent. I don't know. She's Ghostbusters. perfect. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. What do what you, you want? want? <laughs> I quit better jobs than this. <laughs> that's great. You got a live one. <laughs> Carol Jerry, Ramis is uh, terrific Jerry. in this, too. Sorry about the bug icon. <laughs> I love He's, the end when she goes, like, rushing after him. <laughs> he plays a straight man so well. Dan Aykroyd plays a nerdy weirdo so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Bill Murray plays the guy, the guy that's always trying to lighten the mood. Mm-hmm. And Ernie Hudson is... I don't even know what Ernie Hudson is to this, but he's such... He's another one that's just, like, a good... Addition. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah, new. It, I guess is he us? Is he the new eyes? I don't know who he, he is, but I, it was originally supposed to be uh, Eddie Murphy in that role. Oh, I remember that. Wow. But they cut it back a lot of it because when he turned it down, they gave more time to Murray's character. I was gonna say. I think that would have been overwhelming yeah. to see all those guys. Love Eddie Murphy. Somewhere. Can't do any wrong in my eyes. Yeah. Don't know if he would have been great in this. Yeah. He I might love have him been Beverly too Hills animated. Oh. Which yeah. that wasn't supposed to be a comedy. No. How crazy is that? Um, that's I love like, him. Well, that's kind of like how Leslie Nielsen based his whole yeah. comedic career. He was a serious actor, and then people Airplane were like, "This baby. guy's hilarious." Because mm-hmm. of Airplane, yeah. him and uh, 
Robert Stack. Oh, oh man, I love Leslie Robert Nielsen Stack. level levels me. Yeah, they they he, took he, Leslie he Nielsen. Me of Scott, Scott, to... you remind me of him. Oh, thank you, Leslie yeah, Nielsen. Naked Gun. <laughs> naked Gun. But yeah. but they went a little too far with Leslie Nielsen. Then you got like Mr. Magoo and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm stuff. just talking Naked Gun here. I, I feel mean, you. All three Naked, naked Gun movies are all are watchable and all funny. And guess what? Uh, murderer, who's that murderer? That's in them. Oh, Jay Simpson. <laughs> he's he's funny. Man. He's funny. Who's that murderer? Norman, that right? Norbert. Norbert. Scott, I we you oh, know. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. No, that's the character. That's the name truth. Priscilla Frank Drebin. And what's her name? Uh, Priscilla Presley. Yeah. Priscilla Presley. That reminds me of us. Oh, when we were in Naked Gun. Our song was a hundred feet of bottles of beer yeah. on a wall. I love when they have. No, but I mean, it's just like the the I I think that comedy couple is like would be like how we would be. Yeah, that that, that mm-hmm. they're those are great. Those are those entirely are other movies. movies that we, yeah. But yeah, there was a. Yeah. I think Ernie Hudson and I, I think I told Sean this the other day that he was like the more you watch it as an adult. Like when you're a kid, like him. he's like, oh, he's there's no, he doesn't really do. Uh, but you watch it, it's like I love the conversation with him and uh, Ray in the car when everything's going down. Yeah. And just kind of trolling. I love that scene. Yeah, and then I he's lo- like, ah, I dig Jesus. I love his style. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a, that's a like, great way talk, of saying it. Yeah, it's a funny conversation, but that's a really creepy conversation. That scene is creepy. They're like driving. It's dark. It's in New mm-hmm. York. That scene creeps me the fuck out, even when I watch it now as an adult. And they're talking about revelations and like. Oh, boy. oh, I love it when he says, "You remember Revel? You, you remember the Bible?" And then Ray's like, "I remember Revelation 7. Like and then he, he looks up and he yeah. quotes that. Oh, yeah. that's so funny yeah. because it's, it's like so funny and it's so real. Yeah. Like to make the Bible funny. That he acts like easy. he doesn't remember anything, but he remembers a like, specific. Oh, I remember that. And he's not even religious. He just remembers it. Yeah. Do, do we think? Do we think Ray's on the spectrum? Maybe a little. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I love him. Uh, what about Egon? He's um, off the spectrum. He's off the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they they are definitely unique people, you know, in their own. Uh, I think Egon way. is like a Mark Tiburzio type, you know, the type where you just sort of highly intelligent. <laughs> I said, let's put this on the air too. So Mark, Mark Tiburzio knows how much I love him. <laughs> yeah. Highly yeah. intelligent, yeah, very creative. Um, but but almost that loner type, you know, mm-hmm. marches to the beat of their own drum and is okay with that. Doesn't mm-hmm. really yeah, doesn't really to care to the norms. Yep. But but they're a great person. You can trust them. They're reliable. Yeah. you know, they're a good friend. Um, but they're just doing their thing. You mm-hmm. know, they're doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's absolutely. kind of that. And I think maybe that's why I I like Egon so much because of that quality. Um, there's a little bit of a loner, you know, tendencies in me as well. And um, I don't know. He just seems. Uh, he just is who he is. Yeah, he yeah. is who he is. He doesn't is. care. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, and he's it, it's a it, mm-hmm. he's a great character. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you appreciate the more you watch him, the more mm-hmm. obviously the first time you watch it, Bill Murray stands out yeah. like a sore thumb, and Rick Moranis. Those are the two <laughs> that you just yeah. like immediately. Have some mineral water. But as you yeah. watch it more and more as an adult, because you the, the the things that you pick out the most are the ones that Ray Egon Annie Potts is Sigourney Weaver. Like the subtle stuff that they do. Sigourney Weaver is highly underappreciated yes. in this movie. Yeah. She, she's playing, not only is she playing the love interest, but she also has to become possessed. Mm-hmm. And she plays all those beats so well. 
Kenny and I are going to be that costume one year. I just have to do it. Oh, yeah. There you yeah. Go. Which the one? Gay, the the, the keymaster and the gatekeeper. Is it going to be Rick Marinas? Yeah. He, oh. Well, he's going to be Rick Marinas. <gasps> so Poppy can be Slimer and Walt can be the <laughs> Stay Puffed Marshmallow. <laughs> there you go. I have a Stay Puffed Marshmallow onesie for my Wouldn't children. That be so cute? <laughs> do you think? I, I think. Uh, I have that adult costume that's inflated. Oh, yeah. do you? Mm hmm. I think uh, we have a costume for our dog that's Ghostbusters. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm in so deep. Carry on, Sean. No, what was it? Oh yeah, Sigourney Weaver. Uh, I think she might be the best love interest Bill Reeves ever had in a film. Like, mm. I think I like their relationship. I think she plays off of him better than like I know Andy McDowell gets some credit for Groundhog Day and mm-hmm. maybe she's, Carla Johansson. She's boring to me. Yeah. Andy McDowell. <laughs> she's pretty. She's beautiful. She's a great model. Yeah, she was a makeup. She was a L'Oreal or Neutrogena or whatever. Yeah, and she was a beauty contestant mm-hmm. or whatever. Beauty pageant. Um no, I agree like well, I think their relationship's fun because she gives it back to him yeah. enough, but she's not like <laughs> you still like them. Because sometimes you can be like Oh, this guy is such a dumb dumb, and yeah. she doesn't play it like that. No, like she goes, "You're so odd. You remind me of a game show host." And it's, yeah. she's very like dry. I love it. But she goes like, well, "We both have the same problem, Mr. Doctor Bigman. You, yeah, <laughs> you. I love this it. wasn't here. Damn it! I love the one-sided conversation she has with her mom." We only hear her side of it. Oh, yeah. Before yeah. she gets possessed. He's yep, like, Yep, those guys on TV. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what's said. Guys, that's He's right. a Ghostbuster. Yep. Yes, those guys on TV. Yeah. yeah. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I like it. It's just such, like, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It just normalizes her yeah. before she gets possessed. You know? No, like, I agree. They did, you, well, and you see, like, enough of her. It's interesting because you see enough of her life to get, like, an idea of who she is. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell she's an intellectual, and you know, and I guess it's one of those high-end orchestras. Even though they don't make a lot of money, they're in with those elite people in New yeah. York and stuff like that. And again, it's another class element to this. You oh, know, for the Ghostbusters sure. are like the working class guys that are trying to set up this business, and she's. Do you think she's a trust fund kid? I don't know. No. No. Like, oh, she could be. She how much be. money is she I making? She, she well, like, well she plays the cello. She she learned how to play yeah. it. Time. I think she has. I think she's everywhere. But she's nice. She treats people well. She doesn't look down on Rick Moranis because of who yeah, he is. Yeah, she's very nice to him. Yeah, she is. Uh, my f- one of my favorite scenes is when they're in the basement and they're talking about, they already had the previous conversation, like, that's a big Twinkie, when they're talking about how much they can put in the, um, the trap is clean yeah. and that whole thing. And then Walter Peck comes down with that guy and like in the police officer he's like i've never seen anything like this he's like shut it off and he goes if you tell him to do that i, I that whole like is so good he's terrific at this too he's uh, so like, good yeah, he's so unctuous and and just the perfect foil for bill murray and just like, their their scene between him and bill murray where he was like what is the magic word <laughs> dr vagman like the yeah. way he like holds on to those words, I think that's yeah, such a Bill fun Bill Murray scene. is like, yes, 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 <laughs> please. I'm, May I'm I just please? <laughs> he works with EPA too. He's so sleazy in that yeah, first. He's scene. so gross, and he's so gross when they shut it off, and then they all run up there, and then he tells everybody like, or he's like, arrest these gentlemen. They're a direct violation. And then Egon goes, your mother. <laughs> <laughs> It's so out point. of character. And that's when the song Magic comes on and yeah. everything goes to hell. Yeah. Yeah. I like magic. Bill Murray, though, plays such disdain for him. 
like yeah. the rest of the movie he's like he he doesn't really evoke a lot of emotion one way or the other he's just kind of bill murray but when that guy's on the screen you just <laughs> he's like if you shut that down we can't be yeah. responsible you do that and i'll sue your ass for wrongful prosecution <laughs> <laughs> they hate each other that's the thing though like, yeah. i feel like those two really hate each other yeah even in the mayor From scene the like they're both trying to, to buy the mayor's attention you know? my god that guy who plays the mayor is so good yeah he is yeah it's a, you will have saved Lenny. lives His name is millions Lenny. of yeah. registered voters uh, but he always seems confused. Like, what the hell's going on? Like, you've been living in a city you don't know who the like, Ghostbusters are at this point. On. They've been on every commercial. <laughs> I know. Like, How did he not know who the Ghostbusters were? Oh, they, they must have been. Man, they... The money that's just thrown around in this movie with commercials and... This is my problem with this movie, though. Not this movie, but, like, at the end... Well, in Ghostbusters 2, we find out that because of the Marshmallow Man, which... The greatest, like, scene. Gosh, I love it. But they, like, caused all this destruction to the city, and that's why they, like, got sued by everybody, and that's why they um, had to shut down. At the end of Ghostbusters 2, they erect the Statue of Liberty to <laughs> walk around New York City. And at the end, everyone's like, we love you, Ghostbusters. Uh, I'm like, that is way worse than having yeah, a giant right, right. marshmallow. Which wasn't their fault. They stopped it from happening. Right. right. Yeah, because it was going to be anything. It was going to, and it was going to ha- like, yeah, happen. It was going to happen whether they were there or not. You're Gozer right, because the Statue of Liberty, they deliberately I'm did like, that. like, they went and, like, got her moving <laughs> and walking is this a joke? Yeah. So I have a question. I on love that. that scene, and I love Jackie the Jackie Wilson song. But yeah. anyway, so is Gozer's final true form that female Ziggy Stardust looking? No, creature? Gozer is like I don't want to say like God because I guess it depends on what you think of. But Gozer can be anything. Okay, there's no like one way that Gozer looks. So it's like an ethereal presence that kind of manifests itself in a physical form when you think of something. So who thought of who looks uh, like Ziggy Sheena Stardust? Sheena Easton? I guess I think that was like some Russian model or something. Yeah, I heard it and was a Russian model. And she is creepy as yeah, all get out. She, she is. That's a, that's a great effect. Mm-hmm. But I love that mother pus bucket and like my. Son Walter, when he would get angry, that's the exact face he would make when they tried to shoot the marsh tape off Marshmallow Man. I was like, "This is exactly what you look like." <laughs> no oh. one steps on a church in my, my town. Yeah. This chick is toast. <laughs> this this movie has so many cross the lines. streams. Yeah. I always like when they the, the cross the streams when they first talk about it, and uh, Bill Murray is like, "You got to shorten your." <laughs> Egon goes with Bill. Uh, is like shorten your stream. You're gonna burn my face off, and then they just cut the Bill Murray just going. <laughs> I don't know why it cracks me up. He makes like the weirdest like face, like you know, just like the, the proton pack. Oh, I love yeah. that. That's such a great scene. That whole the whole scene where they're in the elevator, where they're getting on the elevator, and that oh, that guy's like, I'll take the stairs. Yeah, it's got to be some cockroach. Bite your head off, man. <laughs> and then when they off. shoot that poor, uh, the poor like. Uh, cleaning lady. Yeah. What oh, the yeah. hell are y'all doing? Oh, yeah. Sorry, man. We I'm thought sorry. you were somebody else. <laughs> we thought you were somebody else. I think he slimed me. Was or I feel so funky. Yeah. That was an improvised so funky. Line. I feel so funky. Oh, one scene I have to is the opening scene with Bill Murray with that psychic test with the two students. Oh my god. That is brilliant. Like, whoa. Go to hell, Doctor Vakeman. <laughs> You're no fluke, Jennifer. <laughs> I love I love when that kid's like gum pops out of his mouth. Yeah. When he gets shocked, mm-hmm. like 
I'm sorry, this just isn't your day. <laughs> oh and the God. cards are clearly showing one's getting yeah. a free, one's and getting a How much did they pay? They, he's like, you can five keep bucks. the five bucks. <laughs> We're paying you, aren't we? He has two PhDs. Bill Murray. How how is Peter Vakeman even a scientist though? That's the other thing. Like, well, he, has, he has a PhD in parapsychology, which yeah. isn't a thing. And, yeah, and real psychology, he said. He said real psychology yeah. and parapsychology, yeah. but I don't think parapsychology you can even get a PhD in that. No. So, so it's a. Uh, um, it's a good thing to say. Yeah, it is. It is a good thing to say. You could say it's an EPA. Who even knows if he has a PhD? He could have like, he he's like a con artist. That's exactly what he is. He's yeah. A con artist. You know, I mean. It's, they even talk about how he doesn't understand any of the science involved with ghostbusting. I know. <laughs> what is he like? Form. Explain it to me. Yeah. Somebody. You ex- never studied, is that what you he never said? Never studied. Yeah. Tobin Spearbutt guy. No studying. <laughs> so Your what? girlfriend lives in the middle of Spook Central. <laughs> That's another great. There's so many great Spook yeah. Central. So many. Yeah. Uh, Let me guess. Gozer worshippers. <laughs> never studied. <laughs> That's what he said after that. Oh. I'm going to get my own lawyer. But, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's everybody's uh, overall impression? I think it's pretty positive. I, I just, guys, I love it. If somebody yeah. doesn't like this movie, I don't I don't know if I could relate to them. I don't know how I would. Yeah. I don't know if I go, yeah. I get people's, I get people's uh, uh, opinions about the second one. Um, I have obviously have them too. But, like, this one's... Pretty well done. Yeah. The worst opinions are about the remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I thought was fine. And in the in the realm of sequels that we've mm-hmm. seen, is not a terrible. It was fun sequel. It's fun. It just it, it's it hard to remake of... a movie that's beloved. Yeah. It's never going to be as good. And I think no. like this comedy is so different from other comedy. Like just I don't know. Well, the flaws in the remake weren't the flaws that some people wanted to peg on it, which is like, oh, it's an all female cast. No, the cast was actually one of the stronger elements of that mm-hmm. film. I think it's just the story wasn't as good, and the oh. characters weren't as. Are you talking about the the new, remake? The, uh, the remake yeah. in 2016. I love that one. Oh, you like that one? Love it. Yeah, I thought it was. I great. enjoyed it too. Um, and I think Bill Murray's cameo was the worst cameo in that movie. It really bummed me out. Yeah, that, that was kind of weak. I agree with you on that. I love the chemistry between Melissa McCarthy and Kate McKinnon. Yeah. I liked it too. And Kristen Wiig was great too. I thought they were all awesome, and I Mm -hmm. I liked that they just kind of made it their own. Mm -hmm. And they're, uh, I guess they're doing a a third, another sequel. They're doing they're doing a movie, but this is in the same universe as the first two, and not the Ghostbusters of 2016, which is going to be very confusing. Directed by Jason Reitman, who's Ivan Reitman's son, who directed. Yeah, but he's he's doing a bad PR because he's like dissing that remake movie a little bit. Did he diss it? I thought he just said. We that just they said were this one's like gonna be for the fans, and people are taking it as like that one wasn't for the fans. And I don't apparently that Ghostbusters movie didn't do so well, which really shocked me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I liked and it, and I was yeah. very critical. The one thing well, I yeah. did not enjoy was the remake of the Ray Parker Jr.'s classic Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> Fallout Boy! Yeah. Well, that, 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 that that's was a that's bad, a disaster. Bad choice, wow. very bad choice. I didn't think the ghosts were strong in mm-hmm. Ghostbusters the remake. I didn't, I, oh, like, I did. That sense of, oh, you thought they were. I thought it was creepy. I thought that whole opening scene with Zach Woods, I thought it was going to be like cheesy and stupid. I was like, I'm feeling it. It, fe- oh, it felt I very like that. haunted yeah. mansion to me. Oh yeah, like like yeah, like in a fun, creepy way. Yeah, I still think the original. The originals. The, 
it just special. it just yeah. felt everything just felt so authentic even and it with felt the special new like yeah. you hadn't seen that yeah. before yeah because you haven't yeah that was the first horror comedy it, blend that really took yeah a lot. and it treated it seriously it was like funny enough but it also like took the problem serious do you know what I mean I don't yeah know. It did. they committed is what it, they committed yes. to that goofy. Yeah. That these are really ghosts yeah, that are happening. To it, yeah. it, it, it felt like it didn't always feel like. I think what's great is it didn't always feel like an uh, a, a special effects movie. Mm-hmm. It felt like a like it just felt like an authentic New York comedy, mm-hmm. and then they put the special effects in it where they need to be. And obviously for the time, the special effects were really good. But you know now yeah. they have better technology. I think now because the technology is so good, they can they can shine everything. Yeah, people things don't look as lived in or as yeah. like that library looked old and spooky, yeah. and the books you can just feel the dust on the books, and it just felt like well, and it seemed like the parts that they could do like not that they could avoid doing special effects, they did like in that whole library scene when the cards are flying everywhere. Yeah, they had like people on the other side of that with like these steel rods like blowing. Wait. Yeah, you, like that's cool. It gives kind of a weight like a to real, it. Yeah, a weight, a weight. Yeah. I love that kind and of like, like the, yeah. the ghosts were like, or not the ghosts, the dogs, like the pu- the dogs that are like the actual puppets. Mm-hmm. Like with the like when he throws the coats on, like those are creepy. Yeah, they're really yeah. creepy. You know, like oh, they're very creepy. I remember who brought the dog? Who brought the dog? <laughs> <laughs> what does he say when he goes back in? Is like someone let a cougar out or something? <laughs> oh, I don't know. They say he says someone had a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> Who brought the dog? Oh, in front of the yeah, in front of the building. Oh, that whole party. <laughs> I mean, we mentioned that, that when he walks he's around. around there telling everybody oh, he's like, ba- tax information. I love that so much. <laughs> and he says, he says like the reason I'm inviting clients is instead of friends because of the tax write off. Uh-huh. <laughs> That whole scene was improvised too. Like that oh, was just it's improvised. Improvised. improvised it? Yeah. yeah. He improvised oh, he's brilliant. He's, he's yeah. a genius. Oh, that was so great. That's a genius. He's a genius. Genius. That dance, you know, is fantastic. It's like Lewis. Sometimes, like, what's dance? And he dances. Also, like at the end, they said that when everybody is like covered in shaving cream, is what it is. Like the marshmallow goo. Yeah. Bill Murray was like, I don't want any of that crap on me. And he, <laughs> if you look, he has like a little bit of his hair. <laughs> and then, what a diva! And Dan Aykroyd is like, drench us in it. We yeah. want to be in it. I love it. Yeah, which makes it even funnier it. though, because yeah. he has nothing on him. Yes. Which and works. I love the. I also love that like the end credits just kind of show you like a little bit of what happens after, mm-hmm. like just yeah, enough, it completes the story. Yeah. You know, there's an Easter egg in the end credits. There is a. Uh, oh, Slimer? No, no. There's a there's there's a famous person that's in the extras Ooh. walking around. Um, is it Stanley? No, it's not Stanley. He's not super famous, but um, is it Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Bill Walton, the basketball player, really? was, oh, it- was on a college basketball broadcast and said he was in Ghostbusters. And I, and the guy, the play by play guy, was like, like says, I'm a huge fan of Ghostbusters. I watch it all the time. I've never seen you in Ghostbusters at all. So no, I was there when they filmed it. Well, he was. He's one of the people when they leave the building at the end and they're all celebrating. Mm-hmm. If you see when Bill Murray's getting into the, the what's the car called? The Ecto the, the Ecto one. Yeah. The Ecto one. You could see Bill Bill Walton walking by. Bill Walton's like a six ten basketball player. It's kinda of smiling, just kinda of like leisurely wow. walking on the oh. It's pretty funny. Is it- yeah, that's him. You can see him in Wow, that's oh, incredible. Yeah. yeah, Bill Walton. That's incredible. Never knew who Bill Walton was. It's just no one all these that's years awesome. he was there. See, which is I love good. it. I learned something new, man. Yeah. That makes me happy. 
Yeah, Bill That's Walton funny. was. Someone found it because it's on Netflix. People can look it up. So. How can we be in this new movie? Because that's what I want to do. I want to be in this. I want to be in an extra or something. Well, the way to do it, I think, is really get into aliens because that's what Dan Aykroyd's into. And then you can, like, yeah. <laughs> you can. You could start. Say you've been visited by Men in Black. Actually, yeah, did you know that story black. where he, he. He's wild. He was talking what to Britney to Spears on the phone. And, and yeah, there's. He had like that. He's in Crossroads, right? Yeah, yeah. He, had, like, he, he did like a whole backstory for his character. Yeah. And he's in it for Wait, five minutes. He's her dad <laughs> in Crossroads. He created a backstory for a yes. with Britney Spears. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's. that's, that's that's rich in and of itself. And his ears keep getting bigger as he gets older. Uh, he seems like happens. a nice man. I, I yeah. love his work. I think, like, in the early days of SNL, Even, he might have been uh, my favorite. Saying, or no, what is that? Nothing but trouble. <laughs> oh, 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 God, that's one of the You know what movie I, 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 I remember? He plays it completely straight, and he's a dramatic role as My Girl. Yeah, oh, I he love the dad and my girl. He's so yeah. great. Poor Macaulay Culkin. He's good. <laughs> and Drive Miss Daisy. <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. He's good. And my my one of my favorite Dan Aykroyd performances is is in Dragnet. Oh, he's great oh, in Dragnet. Him and yeah. Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. They yeah. rap too. So yeah, that's great. Dragnet's a great. I think I have too. seen that. Dragnet's a great it's, movie. That's really funny, actually. I think. Oh, and I, you know, a lot of people don't like Blues Brothers. I do like Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers is fun. Yeah, I never got into Blues Brothers. I like the movie. I like yeah. that it started as just like him and Belushi like dicking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you turn that into a movie, like that's funny to me. It is. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it, but I, I do like the Blues Brothers. They mm-hmm. drive, I just remember they actually drive a car through a mall, which I enjoy that stuff. <laughs> Chicago, right there. Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. Oh, Chicago. That's another great city where so many 80s movies were filmed in Chicago. John, you know, Hughes, John Hughes, yeah. Risky business. I love Chicago's a great city. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, so I love Ghostbusters. Love it. <laughs> My, yes. I will cross the streams. I even showed. <laughs> My son is two and a half. I think I showed Ghostbusters to him sometime in the fall, and he was like enamored with it for. He's he'll watch movies, but he was very into it for like probably twenty minutes. Um, is that your big fear of kids that they won't like what you like? like yeah, they'll just tell them you're dumb dumb. So. <laughs> <laughs> like some <laughs> I love you, Walt, but some of the stuff you like is not good. It's fearful. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to correct your tastes. Yeah. No, the kids' shows I watched when I was little, those are the shows that you... Yeah. <laughs> they're going to complain about the millennials forcing their values on their kids mm. and stuff. And I the cycle know. repeats itself. Well, I know. We're like the new baby boomers. That's right. Are uh, you, you guys are Gen X. You're Gen X. You're Gen X? I've learned I'm a zenial. Zenial. There's a, a, like a shred between 1977 to 81. Uh-huh. So I guess that would be a zenial. Between yeah. Gen X and millennials were neither really. Yeah, but like both. I'm not a millennial per se. I'm like on that. They call it uh, the or, or there's some like Oregon Trail. Like That's my generation. Okay. Yeah, I'm trail. like not on. Because some millennials, like Kenny's little brother is. 22. So he doesn't even remember like 9-11 happening. He doesn't remember like life without cell phones. Like I remember yeah. when we got caller ID in my parents' house and that was yeah. a big deal. Mm-hmm. So like I'm like three-way calling. Oh my god. You remember dial-up? Yeah. I remember remember when Star someone 69. would be on the computer yeah. uh, online and yep. you would yeah. say, "Hey, I need to call somebody." <laughs> we had that one Yeah, we had one computer in mm-hmm. our back porch. Um so I don't I don't know what that is. My children are generation generation alpha. 
Mm. Where mm. all they know is like technology. They, they have all this technology yeah. and social media. When is the millennials then? If you're not. I think I'm like. Is it people born after 1990? I think there's like, like this. I, I think, think it's, it's like 95 and. It's like ni- yeah, 95 or something. Mm-hmm. But it, it feels like millennials are older because they're complaining about like they were born in like 85 or something no. like that. Wasn't that millennials? So uh-uh. you're not a millennial either. I don't think so, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Millennial, I do believe millennials start in ni- in 1980, but we're like a different version. Like we're like you guys have that like gotcha. Gen, Gen yeah, X millennial, like yeah. we are Zennials. too. Oh, because nice. we remember like without technology. Yeah, yeah, and some there's still like that. It was not a big you know part of our. Well, and we were. I was always Generation Y, and then when I was in college, I heard this millennial crap. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh. I thought I was Gen Y too. Yeah. Yeah, millennials became a thing when I graduated from college. Mm-hmm. It says uh, it, researchers typically use the early 1980s as starting birth years and the mid-1990s to yes, early yeah. 2000s as ending birth years. Millennials are sometimes referred to as echo boomers. Never heard that. <laughs> ecto. Like ecto-coolers? Ecto-boomers. Do you remember uh, ecto-coolers? Did you guys have ecto-coolers? For the Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters had a, like a juice box that was green. It was I called do Ecto-Cola. remember those. And yeah. they had slimer on them. Yeah. Oh, I love those. Yeah, oh, those yeah. are good. Oh, I think we used to have yeah. those, yeah, too. Yeah, We had a lot of Ghostbusters like memorabilia or like when I was a kid. Merchandise. Some, yeah, yeah, merchandise. Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you? It, it was, was all great. over. I mean, it how was. could you not? We had all the real it Ghostbuster. It was a cr- phenomenon in 1984. Mm-hmm. I could tell you that. Like even the game, everybody wanted to buy that Commodore 64 Ghostbusters oh, yeah. game, which we never got to play. Yeah. But it was very popular. It's a something strange. So I, <laughs> yeah. So I usually end uh, every podcast with uh, the best place to see a movie if you can't see it in the theater. Is on Blu-ray and Ghostbusters, of course, has been released on Blu-ray several Wide times. Screen. I beg to differ. I think it's great to see it on my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's seeing Slimer oh. in the middle of the, uh, in the drive-through. It sure. is. I will say though, like if you and I'm, sh- they keep re-releasing it in theaters for all of these anniversaries. Like if you can go see it in the theater, especially like a fun one like Studio 35 or whatever. Go see it. Go see it in a sold out crowd. It's such a fun movie to see on the big screen. Like, I can vouch for that. Yeah. Love it, man. And people laugh at the, the perfect line. People laugh. And you're yeah. like, and then it, I don't know, it re emphasizes how funny that stuff is. I don't mm. know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. It's a good experience. Uh, so we want to thank Sarah for joining us. Yes. The, thank you, Sarah. Yes. Sixth time. Yeah, we'll have to count. I will be back when Sean watches all of Sam Raimi's movies, <laughs> and then yeah. we can really have a deep yeah, discussion. Like, we will. I, you guys should watch Stanley Kubrick movies together, too. Oh, yeah. That'd be <laughs> you guys will go to blows. I, my real issue with Stanley Kubrick is A Clockwork Orange. I hate that movie. I think it's awful. I've heard Everything else, I'm like, okay, I get it. I see it. Even Lolita, whatever, who makes that movie, but... I will say this: Clockwork Orange has. I've, I've found more fierce opinions of that movie than any other movie ever made. I have friends it's that gross. have named it as their favorite film, and, and they they're wrong. It. I know people that passionately hate it, and there's no in between. I've never met a person who just casually like, watched a Clockwork Orange. I don't know. And said, "Yeah, it's okay." Guys, this is my question about a Clockwork Orange. Have you talked about it on this podcast? Not no. yet. I was going to have a friend like one. Oh, I think no. Yeah. I just like. And I guess this is the same as people dressing up as like Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger, but the Droogs, like that rape scene is yeah. so intense and gross. And oh, again, it it's a rape scene. It's supposed to be, but like people dress up as Droogs for Halloween. And I, I just don't, 
it it's really like promoting that. Yeah. Yes, it really like hits me in a weird mm-hmm. place that people are cool with that, and I'm like, and look, we all like movies that have some like weird parts, and it's you know, I just that in itself, and then it's basically just like Malcolm McDowell's character is a terrible human being. And it's just like he's forgiven and cool this whole the whole movie and like it's really weird to me. I well, don't know. I think it's a it's 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 I think the point of the movie and the philosophical debate it proposes that somebody that repugnant is it worse when the government controls his actions to make him a quote unquote good person or if he is allowed to be repugnant at least he has free will. It's not saying yes or no, but that's the philosophical. But he gets idolized and people love him. In this movie, they're just like, what a cool... I just... I don't get it. I I, don't understand. I think that's meant to be ironic. I think you're supposed to feel the way you're feeling about it. That's Kubrick's intent. I don't think he wants you to think that that's okay. I think he's saying, like, this is what we do in society. We take these people and we prop them up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, we'll save that for another. (laughs) I can go on for hours I just, yeah. Because that's that's a deep, rich... Stanley Kubrick seems like he didn't care about people. He just wanted... He definitely didn't care about personal hygiene. A specific performance. That I can vouch for. He did not care about his appearance at all. He was an OCD, I think, too. Yeah, he cared about, like, what it looked like. He didn't give a shit if he made you feel a certain way. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Shut up, Sarah. But it's ironic because he didn't care about what he looked like. He, he was like, a slob. He included himself and the rest of humanity. <laughs> I did see. I saw his the exhibit they did on his movies at the LACMA when I was in LA, and it was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, speaking teach, of exhibits, movie lovers, friends. Um, when is it? It's coming up. the uh, The John Waters exhibit here in Columbus, Ohio, really? at the Wexner Center. Yeah. Yes, we oh, should go. That's awesome. Yes. I'd love to go to it's that. It's a it's a showcase of his artwork. Mm-hmm. And some other things Love and fun John tidbits. Waters. I think it starts uh, on the 28th, so next week. Yeah. And I think it runs till sometime in April, right? Yes, I think it's till til the end of April, mm-hmm. yes. Yes, seen I'm a huge John, John Waters fan. I've oh, seen yeah. him in person. You have? On a, on a plane. plane. <laughs> first class. Yeah. I know. That's amazing. Yeah, he was flying from Columbus to Chicago. I don't know why. Yeah. Did you like? Did you say anything to him? I would. I would have been too. Nervous. I would have. No, I. I. Uh, I saw him, and I was. I, it took me a while. I'm. He have his pencil. Mustache. I, he looked like. Oh, cool. he, he looked like someone like I know this person. I don't know where I know him from. Love it. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, he was sitting up in first class and business class or whatever it was, and yeah, that's that's. I've actually seen him in real life. He treated everybody well. It looked like. Yeah, but he seems like a real genuine. Nice I don't think a lot of people recognize awesome him. Guy. Though, yeah, I just like yeah. that he is who he says he is. I do too. And there's no ego behind uh-huh. it. He's just a cool dude. I mean, one day, someday, we're gonna cover Hairspray on here because that's one of my all-time favorites, yes. and I grew up watching that. That movie is kind of like what you guys yeah. have. Yeah. Like, you know, I vividly have strong memories. Mm-hmm. You like that. baby. Yeah, and I just Debbie Harry. Uh, Vitamin Ricky C. Lane. <laughs> I mean, it's just so great. But but I just Who's love John Waters' Lane sense Clark of style and humor. He's hot, yeah. and he looks like Paul when Paul was young. He does. Hey Paul. Hey Paul. Um, <laughs> um, is I don't remember the Michael Saint Gerard. I think is his and name. And Jerry Seinfeld. He in played that, Elvis right? in like a TV special. The guy that played Link. Oh yeah. He played Elvis in like a nine like early nineties like TV thing. But in that movie, as Link, he totally looks like a young Paul Stelzer. And uh, Jerry, what's his name? Uh, Jerry, uh, t- uh, um, what's his name's dad? 
Stiller. Parents. Stiller. 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 He's Stiller. in it. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Brain fart. But so I just love this humor in that. Like, John Waters is just such a great director yeah. and funny person fun. and just world class guy. Yeah, it'd be great that they are. It's good to promote that. It's going to be mm-hmm. up the, the Lexner yeah. until the yeah. end of April, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? really? Love this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's going on right now. Uh, no, I think it starts yeah. next week. I okay. think the 28th or maybe even I'm March down. 1st. Absolutely. Well, well sorry there are always so many tangents. <laughs> no, oh, that's funny. Times. It's fine. That's exactly why we love talking love to y'all. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we, do. we love you too. Aww. So, yes, yeah. even if you diss Ariel, I still love you. <laughs> still that is true friendship. We respect friendship. each other. I think we got into a fight about The Wizard of Oz on the first I'm episode. I'm pretty sure we did, too, and I defended it. <laughs> and I, It's a great movie. It's a beautiful movie. And you and I have had our differences of opinion on certain things as respectfully. well. Respectfully. So respectfully, yeah. Yeah. But I'll tell you. Sean's dressing up as a droog for Halloween. <laughs> I am. I hope not. I'm going to come to the, the Greer house. I'm going to help the Greers <laughs> Walk around in our neighborhood. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, Somebody in this neighborhood is offended by this, but I'm not going to point to who that is. With your jock strap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's jock, outer jock strap. It's not even a good outfit. horrible image in and of itself. Yeah. I would probably play Jack Torrance if I was going to yeah. play any Cooper character. Okay. So. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, do you guys have anything to promote you. or outside of a John just Waters? John Waters. Um, That's yeah. enough for me. Support your local art people. Yeah. <laughs> art <laughs> community. Yeah. You guys you have need. been in improv for a long time. Yes. Yeah. And and I started doing improv. I took my first class. It'll be seven years ago in April. And it's crazy, like how much it's grown since I started. I mean, you guys have been there since the beginning when there was like yeah. two or three mm-hmm. improv groups and now we have a ton there's a lot of stand-up there's like you could probably go see a comedy show every night this week and yeah. mm-hmm. i think that's so cool yeah, and we're it's all so fun yeah mm-hmm. yeah so be creative and start stuff and yeah if you want to do, just do it just mm-hmm. go do it mm-hmm. that's what nike said just for do it. real though i know no i'm i'm I agree. Yeah, just do it exactly i signed up for an improv class seven years ago and i would have never thought that i'd be doing all this other stuff with it but same here when i took jeff gage's class it was just, it just i wanted to my do life. it and yeah yeah in so many ways the most important thing i can say on that note is if you have an urge to do anything don't worry so mm-hmm. much about being famous just do it because just you love do doing it, it. Yeah. do it because That's you love the doing most it important and thing. You, you'll get better at it like if you get know. famous, fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Scott never cruises. <laughs> I know. I know. If that's the only one I ever do. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kenny and I are hosting Monday Night Live. It's a sketch show. This on, Monday? Um, it's March 11th. Okay. okay. At Mikey's Late I'll Night Slice in the Pizza Attic. Okay. Um, it's a really fun show, and it's literally like Saturday Night Live on Monday in Columbus. <laughs> there you go. And we've never, I don't think we've ever hosted a show together, so it'll be it'll fun. Be fun. Um, really fun. We all perform, we're trying to figure out our schedule with hashtag, but hashtag's around. There's so many good shows around. Um, we need to do an Evil I know. Tony, <laughs> Tony freaking, like so many people, we... Uh, my friend Sherry Evans and I, we had a variety show. She's my show. friend, too. Well, yes, she's, she's, all, she's all of our friends. <laughs> we love you, Sherry. Our friend, sorry. <laughs> Sherry Evans, We did a, her and I did a variety show a few months ago. And uh, Tony brought out this character, Evil Sherry, and she just brought the fun. house down. It was amazing. Bruce so many people so have come fun. up to me, and they were like, that was the best like character. And it was so funny. Well, Boosh wrote an amazing script. I cannot take credit. It was definitely you brought it to life, a mutual man. thing, and she was such yeah, a great writer, a and I hope she does more. Oh, and thanks, mm-hmm. friend. It was a fun idea that we had, and I'm glad to see that it, it went. You know, a lot of it was improvised, and we just yeah. went with it, and 
It was fun. Yeah. yeah. It's fun to see things come to light. Yeah. I'm also yes. teaching kids classes. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, great. Starting March 16th. We'll sell it. Level we have parents that listen yeah. to this. March 16th, level one and level two. Um, they're on Saturdays. You can sign up at hashtagcomedy.com through there. Um, they're really fun. They're six-week courses, and there's a graduation show at the end of it. Um, What's the age ranges again? The age ranges are age eight to 13. Okay. Nice. And nice. it's just a good time. <gasps> And then Walt's here. This is my baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my well, he's been on the podcast before. Yeah, so. Yes, he there has. There we go. Yes, he has. We'll get out of here. Sorry, hey, I'm, I'm a blowhard. It's all right. Walt, do you want to come say hi? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to come say hi? Walter, nice. what does Spider-Man do? Uh-oh. Yeah, there we go. That's a good way to end. He just shot that some webs. Perfect. Well, thanks again, Sarah, and thanks for thanks everyone for, for listening. Thanks for having me. And we'll hear you. Uh, See you next time. We won't see you next time because we're on a podcast. We'll hear you next time. We'll talk talk to you later. Bye. 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 I hate this. I like to torture him. That's right, boys. It's Dr. Venkman. You know, Mr. Tully, you are a most fortunate individual. I know. You have been a participant in the biggest interdimensional cross-rip since the Tunguska Blast of 1909. So great. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Okay. Are you, Alice, menstruating right now? What has that got to do with it? Back off, man. I'm a scientist.